For all the things banks know about their customers, or think they know, one fact is certain. All the great products in the world aren't going to do anything for them if they're swimming in debt. Enter a new twist on an old idea, and to tell us all about it, we have Jeff Beesman, Chief Marketing Officer of National Debt Relief. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate, and investigate actionable insights unscripted. Banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Now, if you weren't going to say it, I will. We met at Money 2020 in Las Vegas this year, and what I think both of us might have thought would be a 10-minute conversation (laughs) turned into more than an hour, and I just came out of it really blown away by National Debt Relief, your mission there, and in particular, if you don't mind sharing this with the audience, what your career was centered around before you got there and what compelled you to join them. Yeah, and you're right. We could have gone for hours. I felt that esprit de corps and a kindred spirit. So can't wait to see you again live. But yeah, I've had an interesting career. I think you name a vertical, I probably worked in it. But I had experience at some point in my career in lending and consumer credit and things like that. And we view credit as a tool and an instrument to help people's lives at national debt relief, but also see that, you know, folks can and do have hardships and run into challenges. And especially in this environment that we're in today and being kind of on the other side, which is being a help for people that are struggling with debt and trying to find their way through in a tough inflationary environment with consumer lending kind of tightening up and a lot of other stuff. It just feels really, really good to know that our mission is so aligned with helping people resolve that debt. And not only that, but develop better behavior so they can handle consumer credit in the future. And so it's a pretty awesome mission to be part of a company that accomplishes that. The outcome of the program is like undeniably positive. And so I love what we do. I love working here. And it's just been kind of a life stream for me. Absolutely. Can I say I'm envious? (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. I think 
clearly envious of all the cool stuff you do too. Yeah. Well, you know, we try. Now, without being a scold, and I don't think at all that's what you want to be, right? We have these externals that you mentioned. Inflation, housing costs are going up as well. Lending costs are going up. To get a mortgage now is more and more expensive, it seems, by the month. But yet there are also, don't want to scold, by the way, there are the habits people have and the things that they do. And there is this collaboration that you guys did with one poll about bad money habits by generation. And I'm ticking some of these things off and I think it's remarkable. 43% of individuals write off small purchases as insignificant. 39% enjoy gambling and 33% use credit cards to pay their bills. What do you think the significance of those findings would be, especially as it relates to the idea of tackling debt and bringing it under control? Yeah. So look, my point of view, like I said, is consumer credit. This country definitely runs on credit. That's undeniable. And that can be a really good thing. It facilitates the things that you need in your life, like a home, a car, and many other things. And so the challenge becomes like I said, and I think you said this too, in the environment that we're in today, when people are struggling to sort of get by, credit as an instrument can still be a good thing when it's happening responsibly. But what you see is it becomes a way to facilitate things that you may not have the budget for. And so that's the challenge, I think, for consumers is to be mindful and responsible and use that credit effectively. In other words, live within that budget, live within that means. Otherwise, it gets out of control rather quickly. And we talk to people all the time that find themselves in a hardship. There's an unexpected expense. Something comes out of left field. And so many consumers today can ill afford that. So we're really advocates for the responsible use of credit. And for those that are faced with a hardship, the unforeseen, the really difficult situation, we're there to help them on the other side and make sure that the debt that they've accumulated through credit and through that hardship gets resolved and we get them into a position when they graduate from our program such that they know how to use credit as a tool for the good and not kind of get trapped into that hardship situation again. Now, there's a word you don't hear every day, which is graduate. You said graduate from the program. Tell us a bit about what that program is. Walk us through what the procedure or maybe what the path is where a person comes into national debt relief in one condition, and then when they leave, things have really turned around. Yeah, it's actually remarkable. It's one of the coolest things that I've seen. So first of all, the... People that enroll in our program have to have a genuine hardship. It could be an illness and the accumulation of medical debt. It could be something, again, unforeseen. We've seen a lot of people, you know, in COVID and it really impacted their finances and their life in general. But for whatever reason, they have accumulated a significant amount of revolving debt, mostly credit card debt, some medical and some other things. The average person that enrolls in our program has roughly $30,000. Wow. Yeah, I know. In unsecured debt, you know, we can help people with less than that. 
you know, usually it's about 10,000 or above. And we do see cases where somebody has really been hit hard and it's in the hundreds of thousands. But in any case, what we'll do is we'll look at debt profile, we'll advise them around best path. The mainstay program that we have, which is debt relief, is really an amazing option for a lot of people, but it may not be right for everybody. So what we'll do is a consultation. We'll share the pros and the cons. And mechanically, the way the program works is this. Effectively, national debt relief is an agent for the consumer. And we will go ahead and negotiate directly with that consumer's creditors to negotiate a settlement offer. Oftentimes, about half of what they owe that creditor. And of course, we take a success fee and we're very transparent about that only after the consumer has approved a settlement. But what we do is we'll work with that creditor. We'll explain the hardship situation. So Lou, if it were yourself and it were a creditor of some kind, we would talk to them. We do this every single day for hundreds of thousands of consumers and we'll work with them to get that debt settled and reduced all in the interest of the consumer. Again, it is up to the consumer that's enrolled in our program to decide if they want to accept that settlement offer or not. And if they do, we'll go ahead and use the funds in an escrow account that has been set up to pay the creditor. The debt is then considered settled in full. And eventually, usually within about a 24 to 48 month period, we fully settled and paid off that consumer's debts and they are now debt free. Wow. When somebody is in debt, they have literally lost their identity. It's an identity flattening moment. They may have been defined in the past by a variety of things. Like I know you love music and you have children and that's your dynamic identity. When you get yourself into debt, generally speaking, you don't carry that with you. What you carry with you is either a victim or a villain, depending on how you see it. You've withdrawn from society. You're more likely to consider divorce. Your anxiety is through the roof. So there's this whole human impact to the person. It's not just a financial thing. In fact, what we find is that when people actually reach out to us, they've hit an inflection point or an identity reckoning or whatever you want to call it, an emotional tipping point. So it's not a financial tipping point, it's emotional. They get into the program and their identity starts to come back to them. And when they graduate, they're not the same human being that they were before, they're actually better. And they're doing things that they never dreamed they could do. And that's largely number one, because they got rid of that debt, but also because they've learned new behaviors and they're using that credit responsibly and they're budgeting more properly. And so it sounds, too good to be true, but it's really a magical kind of outcome. No, it's absolutely what you say it is. I'm going to add a couple things here. First of all, no less an independent authority and a really well-respected authority, Investopedia, looks at national debt relief and gives you guys really high marks for helping consumers out. There were really no negatives they could find except the general idea that no matter what service a consumer uses, they might take a little ding on their credit report. The other is to disclose more personal stuff. I'm not going to get into my status as a double agent for a foreign government. However, <laughs> I will disclose that 
to riff off of what you were saying, everything about it being an emotional component is true because I was deep in debt at one point in my life. We talked a little bit about this in Las Vegas and that feeling of hopelessness that you'll never dig out and that feeling of how did I do this? How did I screw up? It really can impact a person, especially when you need to be in your fighting trim to go out and earn a living to begin with. So when you say emotions, we sometimes overlook that in financial services. So much of what we do financially is absolutely tied up with emotion. It 100% is. And I won't get into this, but debt has been deeply stigmatized for probably a century or more. And again, I'm not going to make any affiliations, whether they be political, religious, or otherwise, but the message that has been imbued into people since they basically came out of the womb is it's your right to be prosperous, but if you're in debt, you're kind of on your own. And so imagine that there's this massive shame and stigma a black cloud that literally like follows you around all the time you don't feel good and so it's the shameful experience but you know interestingly we really focus on making it a safe place and i think what you're seeing now and it's kind of cool is if you know the i think we talked about this in las vegas the mental health movement it's an interesting parallel so bear with me but Sure. In the last, what, decade or so, you've seen a destigmatization of mental health. People are more willing to come forward and talk about it, whereas before it used to be verboten. It was a scarlet letter. And we're starting to see that with debt. And there's a variety of reasons. We like to think that we're part of that conversation. And the other thing is it does not discriminate. Debt doesn't care about how you look, what your creed is, your ethnicity, your race your occupation, and literally in the market that we're in today, as we talked about earlier, it's Main Street. It's everywhere. And so I think that's what's making it a more normalized conversation than ever before. And that's a good thing because people should not feel awful. They should feel some sense of hope. And that's what we try to engender when we talk to them is we know how to help you it's going to look better on the other side. And really, that's why I think the program is called Relief, because it offers relief, not just from a financial perspective, but across so many other facets of your humanity, if that makes sense. How important is that, right? We can take a look at the things that we do in the world of financial services and talk about how we make people's lives better or make products available to them. That's all important. I believe the proper economic term for what you guys are doing is, this is so freaking cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that as a definition or a metric. It's a 10 out of 10 on this is so freaking cool. And to add my endorsement to that, I just think the work you're doing is incredible. You're making a huge difference. You've got a big fan over here. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Lou, seriously, right back at you. I love your work. I love how you talk about financial services and products in a real way. So I am a raving fan too, and can't wait to chat with you again. That is so freaking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I love it. Thanks for the endorsement and right back at you, Jeff Beesman. 
is the Chief Marketing Officer at National Debt Relief. He is based in Los Angeles. We love LA. Be sure to look for him on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic, sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. With more than 1.2 million page views annually, Talking Biz News is the go-to source for happenings in business journalism. Whether you're a PR professional, a business journalist, or someone just breaking into the field, TBN is a source that you cannot do without. Whether you're following the Washington Post, New York Times, local media outlets, or some feisty news startup, Talking Biz News has you covered. Job openings are also listed and updated every day on the TBN website. Be sure to sign up for your free subscription to the TBN newsletter at Talking Biz News. That's Talking B-I-Z News.com. Welcome to Blues Bank. What'd you say? Your mean old woman run out on you with the rent money? <laughs> we got a credit line for that. Closing up the steel mill and you done lost your job? How about a small business loan? Hellhound on your trail. At Blues Bank, we've even got pet insurance. And if you're one of the first hundred customers, we'll invite you to our juke joint. They'll be fighting, swearing, cussing, and beer bottles flying. That's right, root beer bottles. So why don't you pack your suitcase, bowl the next bus to Chicago, and open an account on account of your luck running out at Blues Bank with 15 convenient branches all located at the crossroads. Blues Bank. Three Bullseyes. Number one. Credit as an instrument can still be a good thing when it's happening responsibly. But what you see is 
it becomes a way to facilitate things that you may not have the budget for. And so that's the challenge. Number two. When somebody is in debt, they have literally lost their identity. It's an identity flattening moment. You've withdrawn from society. You're more likely to consider divorce. Your anxiety is through the roof. So there's this whole human impact to the person. It's not just a financial thing. Number three. We're there to help them on the other side and make sure that the debt that they've accumulated through credit and through that hardship gets resolved and we get them into a position when they graduate from our program that they know how to use credit as a tool for the good and not get trapped into that hardship situation again. And now, lose Views. Jeff Beesman of National Debt Relief spoke convincingly on today's podcast about the vicious cycle that debt creates for so many consumers. You feel anxious, you feel depressed, you feel hopeless, and digging out seems an impossibility. For me, it's a familiar story because more than a decade ago, I was actually fighting unsecured debt in the low six-figure category. And indeed, there were a lot of sleepless nights even some arguments around the household, and a sense of powerlessness about what to do. In the end, all turned out well, though it was a long, hard slog out of debt. All that to say that I learned some valuable lessons along the way. I learned to spend less than I make. I also learned, in fact, that it's absolutely necessary to get rid of high-interest credit card debt at all costs. Now, all of that said, there is a movement in this nation towards financial wellness, and it would do banks well to not just pay it lip service, but to get actively involved in the game. If they really want to attract and retain customers, the surest way to do that is to gain their trust and to make sure they know that you have their best interests at heart. And if you see financial situations that are challenging, to step in and say, what can we do to help? We need to take a different view. And in this day and age, when consumer spending continues to go up and up and up and up, we owe it to them. We owe it to ourselves to provide an antidote and welcome relief that reins people in and in turn releases them from anxiety and worry and into a place of hope. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Ken Montone. Our business consigliere, the one and only Rob Gaynor. Dude, I totally got into the show. Thanks as always to the William Mills Agency for their generous support. Thanks also to Banker Hire, Lemonade LXP, and Talking Biz News, a division of Vested LLC. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and at the Civil War reenactment as Abraham Lincoln. Until next time... So long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.